Hey, hey, you're listening to Pueblo's Health, a podcast by the Pueblo Department of Public Health and Environment. I'm your host, Tristan Garcia, communications specialist here at PDPH&E, and I'm so glad you've taken the time out to join us and learn more about public health in your community, the one-stop shop for all things public health. We are rolling along with Your Words Have Power campaign, and I'm so glad for our guest joining us today, Arthur Chavez, a member of the Your Words Have Power campaign. Arthur, how are you this morning? Thanks so much for joining me. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be continuing this conversation. To our listeners, if you haven't had a chance already, please go back and listen to the first two installments of this series. It's been great. We talked with Sam and Anne, and today I'm even more excited to talk with Arthur. Tell me a little bit about uh, your background, how you got involved in the Your Words Have Power campaign. I actually met Melinda at my work. She came in one day, and um, she was interviewing somebody else, and I knew who that person was. And then me and Melinda started talking, and um, I decided um, she should hear my story. So I'm going to make you tell our listeners now, what is that story a little bit? Abbreviate that and, and let them hear it. Well, um, I was, um, I'm was i a recovering uh, addict. Um, my drug of choice was meth, and um, I struggled for a, a few years with it. I got clean for a while, did about four years, and then um, I got in a bad car wreck, started getting, um, they gave me prescription pills pills were never my drug of choice so i figured well i can make a quick buck let me ride back into old habits old ways and kind of like when you go places you're gonna run into the drug you were doing and it's kind of like autopilot you know we're all sitting in a room kind of like we are now and you see it there on the table and just sometimes without a thought you just grab it and I figured, ah, one more time, I'll be good. Actually did all right. Did it once. Didn't think about it. Um, but like most addicts, you get bored. And I knew where it was. I mean, I've been around for a while. <laughs> Sad to say, but like I knew it's, you can go anywhere on the corner pretty much. Like mm. that I knew where it was, so... I just went back to my old old ways, old habits, old friends, and um, I started using again. And then I started selling drugs again, got in trouble for it, ended up in the halfway house, and um, decided that I'm too old for this. I need to turn my life around. Wow. I was missing out too much, too many events with my kids. One of my uh, kids told me, don't talk about it, um, do about it, like, you know, She's like, we've seen you do good before, Dad. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so they know what kind of person I am when I'm sober because when I'm using, I'm not around. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want my mom to see me like that. I didn't want my kids to see me like that. I miss so many events, you know, that um, I just, it's like a switch went off. Like, you know, I turned my life around. Yeah, I've been sober for about two years now. Wow. Meeting Melinda is like, Kind of like bring me up uh, even more because um, her listening to me and her hearing my story and then just tell me about this, um, your words have power. Like, I just wanted to really give back. You know, you never know. My story can turn somebody else's life around. And now um, I have a great job, a great boss, um, great coworkers. Like, even last weekend was my birthday. Um, and all the girls... 
It's funny um, when you realize um, how using drugs cuts off those emotions. Like, you know, you don't get choked up for nothing or you mm. just, eh, in, in one ear, out the other. But I went into work and um, all the girls had got me, um, it was a cookie cake. And they all had me a card, signed the card, and I got all choked up. I even told him, I was like, well, you guys go ahead and eat it and enjoy it, and um, I'll eat some tomorrow, mm -hmm. because I just had to walk out of there because my eyes got all watery and I got all choked up. It's little things like that that just show me that I wasn't being human, like I wasn't connected with life, and now there's just so much more. Like, I can't stress it enough. Like, my boss gave me such a, <clears throat> he hired me knowing I was a client from the halfway house. And now I'm cooking for five stores. I just love life now. I'm living life to the fullest. Last night, going to my daughter's um, letter ceremony, mm -hmm. just all the things that I was missing out on, you, you just really don't know how much your kids see what you could have been or what you are. Right. And it's time for a change. Yeah. And it's awesome. And I want to start first by congratulating you and thanking you. Hearing that two years sober is an awesome, awesome accomplishment. And I'm so glad you shared that story with us first. Um, at the risk of sounding a little bit presumptuous, I'm going to jump out on a limb here and say that when you were describing yourself, when you were struggling with addiction, when you said, like an addict, I knew where to find it. I got bored. I did these things. Then you're talking about your birthday and you're saying you're human again. You feel like a human. You've got these emotions that make you feel like a human. I don't think even even knowing what you said, how impactful that is for somebody who feels like they're struggling with this, like they are the addict right now, but they are also still the human, and they just need to feel that again. How, for you, do you know when you felt that switch? Even during, because um, I uh, went on res from the halfway house on July 11th, and being there because like before like father's day any kind of event my kids would be like oh happy father's day and um this time like my kids like showered like showered me with gifts like <laughs> just the stuff they did for me showed me that <clears throat> i'm being a good dad and like even for my birthday like i love the hulk like that's my favorite marvel character mm -hmm. and my daughter, she's a good artist, and she drew, like, the fist of the Hulk punching through a wall. Yeah. They bought me a bunch of Hulk. Like, just, I mean, it's not the gifts. It's just them, like, their way of showing me, like, here, Dad, we're glad you're back. Like, because before it'd be, like, happy birthday, you know, mm -hmm. no car, no nothing. But, and then my daughter, like, I have this one um, little, like, plaque thing she gave me. It's, like, um, best dad ever. And it's just like, and it's crazy because my kids are 16, Art's 20, and then um, my other daughter's 22, and then my oldest son, he just turned 26. Um, he called me on my birthday, and, like, he was telling me how glad, you know, to see that I'm doing good. But just the impact, like, I made in my kids' life, like, me being around again, mm -hmm. even though they're older. And the one thing I want to stress the most, though, is even when they're younger, I want to, like, to let, all people know that are using kids are not stupid. They are not blind. Yeah. You going in the room five, 10 minutes with friends or people, they know what you're doing. Like kids ain't like, I can't stress that enough. Kids ain't stupid. They know mm -hmm. what you're doing. They know 
that you're doing something you're not supposed to do. I know for a fact my kids will never use drugs. Like most people, oh, I see my dad use drugs. I see my, you know, these people using drugs. So I might as well use drugs. My kids hate drugs. They've seen what it did to me. They've seen mm-hmm. how it tore me away from the family. And that's one thing I can say. The only good thing about me being an ex-addict, because I'm not an addict no more. I refuse to say I'm an addict. But my old ways, my old habits <clears throat> taught my kid that they will never use drugs. Like, they they changed the chapter. Like, when it comes to, like, you know, your kid seeing you. My mom's drug of choice was coffee. Well, a little more creamer than coffee. Mm-hmm. We always tease my mom, tell her, you want some, some coffee with your creamer? But, um, and my dad, he, Mountain Dew, and then he smoked cigarettes, but he quit that. So, I was never... Like, it was just a path that I went down, like, mm-hmm. don't know why I chose that path, because we were never brought up in that life, and it's just something that, you know, I fell upon, and mm-hmm. it, like, when they say it grabs you, it does, like, yeah, that's one thing I guess I could stress to kids, too, just because your friends are telling you to do something, or something like that, doesn't necessarily mean you should try it, because you never know what kind of impact it's going to have on your life. Mm -hmm. So you just said exactly what we're trying to talk about with this whole series is that that phrase built around this campaign, your words have power, can go one of two ways. I mean, it can go a million ways, right? You always hear pictures worth a thousand words. What's a a thousand words worth, right? Way more than that. Yeah. You have the chance now to take the words that you're saying and they have power to your kids, to kids listening, to people who are struggling that are listening to change their life or start that change right now. But on the other side of that token, people who say it's just a drug, it's just one time, it's just this, those words have just as much power as somebody else who is, who's not even thinking that way at all. So, so what do you say on how people hear the words and choose which words they listen to? Be your own person. Like just because somebody says to try something, you know, doesn't necessarily mean it's for you. Don't be afraid to um, stand alone at a, at a certain point in your life, like, and choose. You know, I'm my own person. You may enjoy that, <clears throat> but doesn't mean that I'm going to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I started listening to other people. Oh, you're Mister Goody Two Shoes now. Oh, you're you're too good for this now. And it wasn't that I was too good to hang around them. It's just. I let their thoughts get in my head and misery loves company, Mm -hmm. honestly. And a lot of people don't want the hard work that goes with it, with being, because being sober, it's not easy. I mean, it, it gets easier as time goes by, but there's still times where every person who's had an addiction or something, I mean, it could be caffeine. It could be an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. It could be anything they're going to struggle. But as long as you surround yourself and with pro-social people or just a good crowd, like, I can't stress it enough. Like, my boss, my kids, my family, um, I love them to death. Like, my coworkers especially. um, Like, I told them I was coming to do this, and they're like, let me know what it is. We want to listen to you. We love you, Art. They're like, you're doing things, and they're like, they're so happy to see that, like, what I'm doing, and the joy that that brings me is 
better than any drug I have ever done, tried. Mm. Um, and the love from my kids right now and my family, I'm so thankful that I was able to turn my life around before it was too late. Because I, even when I was in jail, my mom going to visit me, my mom's like <clears throat> my number one supporter. If I get choked up, don't laugh at me. But <clears throat> my mom is my best friend. Love her to death because um, no matter when I was using, not using, my mom was always there. But the best thing I could say my mom did for me is tough love. Because when I started to get really bad and um, her not want me around, like that crushed me. And it didn't make me want to use more. It made me want to turn my life around. I was selfish because I was worried about me, me, me. But, like, when you look out in a crowd, you don't realize how many people out in that crowd love you mm. and want to see you do good. There's a the few, you know, here, there, 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 that, oh, he's Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. Oh, he's, you know, I never knew you were going to be a quitter. Because that's what a lot of people, when they see you doing good, oh, I can't believe you're a quitter now, you know. Mm -hmm. But I'd rather be a quitter in their eyes instead of now I'm a winner in so many, so many people's eyes. And that's one thing I can't stress enough. Man, if I could print quitter, put it in the largest font possible and smack it on a T-shirt that you could wear every day and take that word as the most powerful positive impact that you can make on our listeners, on your life, on your friends, on your family, your coworkers. Arthur, I congratulate you, man. I thank you so much for sharing your story with me. This, this series has been so enlightening. This campaign, your words have power, means so much to the people in it and the community who respect it. I, I can't thank you enough for, for working up the courage, the bravery, to share your story, I, I congratulate you again on your journey this far, and, and I can't wait for the amazing things you'll continue to accomplish. Thank you. To our listeners, if Arthur's story did not do it for you today, I don't know if you've got a heart pounded in your chest, you've got to read his entire story. Check it out. Visit PuebloHealth.org to learn more about the entire Your Words Have Power campaign, and we're going to keep rolling with our guests on the series as we continue here on Pueblo's Health, the one-stop shop for all things public health. I want to thank Arthur again. I want to thank Melinda Sentence, our health promotion specialist here, for all the work she does on that campaign, and to you, I thank you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.